discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same, we are constant. God is constant, God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. A good evening to all of us. For um, I think we should be grateful to God for a new year. For this new year. It's a new year of joy, of greatness, of glory. Hallelujah. And it's a year of serving the Lord through shepherding as he blesses us. It's exciting. I know that this year has so many beautiful things for all of us. And you're all coming to this year once again. And you're all coming to this meeting as well. In Jesus' name. Shall we start with a word of prayer? Father, thank you for this opportunity to hear your word, to be here. Thank you for your Holy Spirit who leads and guides us. Thank you that even as we hear your word, our spirits are saturated with your word and we are guided to your glory. Thank you that we are fruitful even as we hear your word and we are multiplied and expanded even as we hear your word. Thank you for prosperity, for your blessings, for your grace that is working in our lives. We receive your word with meekness and with gladness and with great joy even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I started sharing with you on... Um, what it means to become a shepherd. You know, because this is a year of serving the Lord through shepherding in specific. I'm not serving a Lord through any other thing, but through shepherding. I think about two or three years ago, it was a year of uh, working for, for, the, for God, of working for the Lord. And uh, we shared a few things on working for the Lord through prayer, through fasting, and so many other things. But this year, it's specific. We are serving the Lord through shepherding. You know, in this church, we have three um, cycles or, or three things that make a cycle that we, we employ with respect to every single thing we do in terms of our doctrine, our beliefs, our values, and everything that we do. And it's important you know about them and um, flow through all of them. You know, we, call, we call it my work, my walk, my work my faithfulness, you know. Many years ago in 2012, God whispered these things to me, that every single thing that is shared, every message that is shared, every theme of the year that you can have, everything that um, can possibly happen um, in Love Economy Church should be around these three. So we can pick a topic on the Holy Spirit, but then we'll talk to you about the Holy Spirit, we'll share with you about the Holy Spirit with respect to your walk with the Holy Spirit. So I can talk up to you about the Holy Spirit, but with respect to your walk with Him, you know, um, your Christian life, engaging Him as a Christian, do you see? Engaging Him as a Christian, His ministry to you, His ministry towards you. For instance, He's your helper, He's your, he's your guide, He's your comforter, you know. And every subject you can think of, we can pick and we can talk about faith. And we talk about faith with respect to you and your walk with God, your experience with God. Hallelujah. I mean, every, every pastor, every branch pastor, every leader knows what I'm talking about. Every subject that we pick can be thought along that line you know, of your walk with God. Then the same topic can also be picked up, but then thought with respect to your work for God or with God. Whether you like it or not, you have, we have a great ministry on 31st. I was sharing with you how that we are not just children of God. We are not, not just, we are not only children of God, but we are, we, we are born again as children of God and become servants of God at the same time. And we are going to be judged as servants of God, not judged as children of God. As a child of God, I mean, you are, you are qualified, you are fine, you are okay. You know, but as a servant of God, you have to um, serve God and 
do what he wants you to do because he's your Lord. He's, he's your Lord. And you must, live, you must learn to live for him. Hallelujah. For instance, as a child of God, um, you are permitted to make certain mistakes. Okay? Scriptures like if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Works for a child of God. But for, as a servant of God, it, it works on a different level altogether. God expects you to suffer for him. Do you see? The fact that you feel like fornicating does not mean that you should fornicate. It's a feeling. But then as a servant of God, as, a, as a, someone who is under the service, who is in the service of God, you know that that is not going to help your service. It's not going to help your work for the Lord. So you must make sure that you live the way he wants you to live for him. All children of God who have not yet woken up to the fact that they are servants of God are the ones who keep, up, keep on messing up and who keep on fooling around, who keep on lying and stealing and doing all those things. For instance, you can't increase in grace as a servant of God if you don't allow your life to go the way God wants it to go. It's not going to work. Do you understand? I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. And so it's a very important balance. It's called the, the gospel. Uh, that's, uh, on that side, we preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. Then on the other side, which is being a child of God, we preach the, the gospel of grace. Do you see? Uh -huh. But the gospel of grace must be balanced with the gospel of the kingdom of God in order for you to become whole as a Christian in your, in your, in your life and in your service to God. It's so important. It's so important. So sometimes you meet um, some people who are born again. They've been born again for many years. And the sin that was worrying them many years ago is the same sin that is worrying them now. You know, they've, they've not sh shaken some of those things off because of their love for their Lord and their love for his service, knowing that he will not work with somebody who is not straight, who is not doing what he wants done. I don't know if you get it. Yes. So the fact that you have an opportunity to do something wrong does not mean that you should do it. Suffer by keeping yourself, keep your flesh that, no, we are not going to go along this line. Why are we not going to go along this line? Because we love God. Why do we love God? Because we want to serve him and make his vision and his purposes come to pass here on earth. So we'll do everything possible for our lives to be a seed for him, for many harvests, for many people to be harvested. You know, so you read in the Bible, you see Paul telling Timothy, young Timothy, who was a young man just like you, a young woman just like you, you know, and he was telling him that you should be, you should be aware that in the, in the great house there are many vessels. There are vessels of gold, vessels of silver, vessels of clay, vessels of wood. Then he says, if a man will purge himself from these, and he had mentioned some things that Timothy should flee. He says, flee Flee fornication, flee youthful lust, flee this, flee that in order to focus. Then he says, but follow after righteousness. So let's read 2 Timothy chapter 2 from verse 15 so that we, we understand this particular thing very well. He says, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So God is expecting you to be a workman for him. Every child of God, you know, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Next verse. Then it says, But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. It says, Shun profane and vain babblings. Why? For they will increase unto more ungodliness. Profane and vain babblings. Let's read the Amplified, so that you see some of the things that you're supposed to shun in your life. But avoid all empty and vain, vain, useless, idle talk, for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness. Dizzy. Yeah. Vain talk, useless, idle talk. No purpose. There's no aim. It has nothing to do with the Lord. It has nothing to do with the, the house of God. It has nothing to do with Christianity. You know, and you're engaging consistently in such talks. It says it, it will increase to more to, to lead more people into more ungodliness. Wow, next verse. Then it says, And their word will eat as doth a canker, of whom is Hymenaeus and Philetus, who concerning the truth have erred, seeing that the resurrection is past already, and overthrow the faith of some. Amazing. Next verse. Then it says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. Hmm? Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. 
The Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Are you seeing it? Let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. So you can't be a child of God and be dabbling in iniquity and expect everything to be fine. It doesn't work like that. And then you have this mindset that, oh, God will forgive me for everything. It's true. God forgives us for everything as children of God. But as servants of God, there are complications. There are things that it comes with. You are disqualifying yourself from many things. You are losing many rewards. And you are drawing nigh unto the gates of hell. Sometimes some people stay in the house of God. I preached a message some time ago called um, um, false brethren, um, dangerous sons, false brethren, and what? And spots. Isn't it? False, false dangerous sons. Rule, uh -huh, the rulers, false brethren, dangerous sons, and spots. So you can be in the house of God and you are a dangerous person. You can be in the house of God and you are becoming, you are changing to become a false brother or a false sister. You are born again, but then you are becoming false gradually. You know, by your, your actions and holding things that you are not supposed to hold on to. You see, if you are refusing to grow, it becomes a problem. You, you, you become a vegetable to God. You are, you are useless to the Lord. The Lord doesn't want you to be useless. That's why he's talking to you the way he's talking to you. Hallelujah. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having the seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that name the name of Christ depart from iniquity. If you name the name of Christ, then you must depart from iniquity. You must depart from iniquity. Don't meddle with iniquity because you are going to disqualify yourself. Next verse, verse 20. You know, Paul said, Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. Look at 1 Corinthians 9, 27, and we'll come back to this. Sometimes, you, you, you see, I don't know, when, sometimes when you're preaching to um, babes in Christ, you, you have to say some things to help them. Because a baby in Christ will, will be told that God is with you. Everything that you do, you know, Give you. But if you are maturing, you must know that your life should not be along those lines. We are, we are interested in God. Is, God has a purpose. He has a kingdom he's building. And you should, be, you should be spending your life in that rather than staying on that same level where, oh, whatever I do, God will forgive me. That's, that's for children. That's for babies. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, it's for babies. It's for babies. It is the children who are told. It's my little children. Sin not. I write, unto these, I write these things unto you so that you may sin not. But if any man sin, we have, a, we have an advocate of the Father. So if you are growing, then sin becomes an issue of the past. It's not something you are still engaging yourself in all the time. Today you go and do this, tomorrow you go and do that, today you are cheating, tomorrow you are stealing from somebody, the next day you are, you are lying to someone, the next time you are angry about, about something you're not supposed to be angry about, you are fighting over something you're supposed to be. A lot of Christians who have this particular thing because they have refused to serve the Lord. If you start serving the Lord, your focus is not seeing how Jesus has suffered and has left some things for you to also do in his body, you, you, you rise up and become what you're supposed to become. Paul said, I keep, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. How come you are not keeping your body under and keeping it into subjection and bringing it into subjection? You have to. You have to. As a, as, a, as a servant of God, you must bring your body under. You must keep it under and bring it into subjection. Lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a so you can, you can become a castaway if you don't learn to take your away from iniquity in your service to the Lord. Wow. Is it, is it is what I'm saying? It's very important. You can't say, oh, every and then I fornicate everyone's words. It's one of the things that happens to me. me and I can't do anything about it. And then I fornicate every now and then. Every now and then I do. You must go deeper with the Lord. It's so important. There are some blessings that you deny yourself. Truth. You see? He says, I, I keep my body under. Bring it into subjection. Lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself stay away. I stay away. So I beat my body. You see? If you go to the verses before, you should go, go to the next verse. Go to the next verse. Okay. So it's the verses before, um, verse 25, I think. Look at 25. Knowing not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiver the prize. There's a prize that you are running for if you don't know as a child of God. You have a prize. There's something that is set up 
ahead of you, that you must run for, that you must achieve, that you must, you know, the Holy Spirit would want to use your life to bless so many people all around the world. And you are allowing some small, small things to deny you. You know, look at the price. Look at how big the price is. Jesus looked at the price that he had and forsook the, the challenges of, of, of his time, of his day. You see, he fought against the point that he shed his blood. You have decided that when it is supposed to be like that, you can't be a shepherd. I'm going to teach on um, the spirituality of a shepherd and then also teach on the morality of a shepherd. These are all topics I'm going to teach about in the next few weeks into, into months. Okay, and you have to rise up to become who God wants you to become because your, your, your blessings are at stake. Your blessings are at stake. Sometimes when I hear some stories concerning some people, how they are messing up, they've been around for so long and they are messing up, they are doing some things, they are doing this, they are sleeping around, they are doing that. I wonder for them, it means that you are, you are not really growing as you are supposed to. You know, and some people are becoming more ungodly in the house of God. As becoming more and more ungodly. More and more ungodly. It's not supposed to be like that. You are shortening your life. You are destroying your prosperity. You are destroying your, 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 your blessings. That's what you are doing. Knowing that they which run in a race, run all, but one receiver the prize, so run. Don't, don't, joke with my, don't joke with what I'm telling you. Don't joke with what I'm telling you. Uh, all those who fooled around in the camp of Israel, where they all died. Not even one of them got to the land of the promised land. Yes, the fact that you have been born again. You see, Israel in Egypt, Egypt was a type of the world. Pharaoh was a, is a type of the devil. Moses is a type of Jesus Christ. Israel is a type of Christians, do you see, or a type of people who were taken from Egypt, that is bondage, by the Savior, Jesus Christ, out of the hands of Satan. Now, when he took them out of the hand of Satan, or out of the hands of Pharaoh, they went through the wilderness. Nation in mind. So even though they were saved and they were brought out, most of them could not get to their destination. You would want to get to the destination. There are lots of Christians who would not get to the destination. Where God, yes, the destiny never come to pass because of their errors, because of their foolishness. I preach a message, five things that will overthrow you. You need to listen to those messages. Maybe you've forgotten. Some of you have forgotten. You need to listen to them again. Five things that will overthrow you. So many things. Memory. Fornication. Idolatry. What? Evil lusts. All those things. Loving the world. All through you will not get your destination. You will not get to that glorious destiny that God has for you. Glorious destiny that God has for you. You will, you will not get to it if you meddle in things that you are supposed to meddle in as a child of God. Remember that you are a servant and as a servant, you must obey him to his word. You must do more. You must increase more in the spirit. Become more spiritual as the years go. More ungodly. If you realize you are in the house of God, you have a you have some group with you, and they are making you more ungodly. Leave them. I bye bye to some people to be able to stand where I'm standing. I had to say something. They were Christians. They were Christians, but then they were not. They were bad boys and bad girls who were taking God for granted. I don't know where they are today. Some have died. Some are still alive, but are not doing well. Yes. I remember I'll be I'll be sitting in my I many years ago. This is, I was just about uh, this one I received the Holy Spirit. I was just about 12, 13. I had to make a decision not to go with these people. Yeah, and become closer to the one who makes me more spiritual. Yes. I had to make such decisions. So if you can't be in the house of God, always like we're all here. So oh, this person is doing this person is fooling around, and you are still you are still with them. Move away from them. Move away from them. Become consistent with God. I remember I'll be reading my Bible and they'll be standing behind my window calling me. For us to go and fool around and go and do some things. And I'll not, I'll not say, I'll pretend as I'm not in the room. Wait, my, my Bible is open. I'm reading my Bible. I don't want any problem. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one particular guy. Very good. He used to know the scripture. He, he, he was better than all of us. Myself, prophetized them. All of us. He was better than all of us. It's two of them. Better than all of us. You know, but they started fooling around because of friends. You know, it's like you want to be woke, you want to have this, you want to do that. Right now, one of them is nowhere to be found. I tell you, nowhere to be found. He's not close, he's not in the ministry at all. Both of them actually they are both not in the ministry at all. One is having plenty marital problems, he's married three times, I think. The other can't even marry, he can't have some things happening. He's, he's a small education that he's, he wanted to do, he, he can't finish. 
Yes, he can't finish. Today you hear that he's doing this more, you hear that he can't hold on to something. There's nothing to show. You, you joke with God, you are joking with yourself. So all those of you are in the house of God and you are fooling around and uh, uh, not growing as you're supposed to, not taking God seriously, not taking his work seriously. Advise yourselves. It's very important. Advise yourself. I know you know that they which run in a, all run in a race, but one receiveth a prize. So run that you may obtain. Verse 25. Next verse. And every man that strives for the mastery is tempered in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown. But we are incorruptible. There's an, there's an incorruptible crown. There are incorruptible crowns waiting for you. Just keep yourself. Help. Let your mind go where it's supposed to go. Serve the Lord with all your heart. Do what you're supposed to do. And God will honor you. Next verse. It's not automatic. I therefore so run not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. You see? But I keep my body under. I keep under my body. It's a suggestion. Let's start by enemies. When I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. So important. So don't hold on to messages that are not, that you have grown, you, you, are, you are older than. You are holding, I told you about lava messages. You remember? Your identification in Christ. It's just a first, it's just a first phase. If you hold on to that forever, that is, there's a reason for it. If you don't cycle into the reason for that particular message, those particular messages, you start getting into error. And before long, you'll not be in the house of God anymore. Yes, before long, you'll be out. You may be around, but then you are fired. God has fired you a long time. Saul was anointed for two years. He was anointed for two years. 38 years, he was not anointed. Yes. You must seek to increase in the, in the anointing, increase in the effectiveness of your, your effective, the manifestations of the Spirit in your life. Seek to have miracle signs and wonders happening in your life. Seek to grow in the Lord. Seek to become bigger, to become greater. Seek the, for the glory of God in your life to increase. Not, you know, reducing, going down, getting... No, it's a, it's a problem. Um, first, but shun, verse 16, but shun, they will increase unto more ungodliness, verse 16. I do it as I have heard, saying that the resurrection is past. The faith of some. Never the resurrection of God standeth sure, having seen the Lord knoweth them that are his, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Let them depart from iniquity. Then it says, But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth. And some to honor. From these, these shall be a vessel of honor unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. Do you think God will use? You use a, 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 a chamber pot as your, your plate to eat in. Would you use a chamber pot to eat to, as your plate? Why should God use a chamber pot as a plate? You are destroyed with many, many iniquity, many, many foolish. Why do you think God will use you to be a blessing to many? He will not. He will not decide that I'm going to become a vessel that is purged, sanctified. Do you see? Of honor to the it's a decision you make. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto work. Yeah. Prepared unto every good work. If God is looking for somebody that he will use to be a blessing to some president somewhere in the, in the world, he will pick you up because you have a vessel sanctified and ready for his use. If you are not ready, you can't be, you can't be used. If God is looking for a, a, someone to bless his servant, Servant, his servant is not married. He's looking for a lady to bless him with. Do you think he will just go and take any lady for that person? No, he's praying for someone who is consistent with God's will. You have decided not to be consistent with God's will, so you keep bombing your blessings away. Blessings of marriage to a servant of God who will help you and be a blessing and cause you to become what God wants. You are, you are bombing him out. You are going to inherit something that you didn't, you didn't think you inherit. You can't eat your cake and have it. You can't eat your cake and still have it in your plate. It's either you go here or you go there. That's how it is. You decide that I'm going to serve God with my life. Yes, I'm going to stop. I'm talking to, I'm addressing some of you who have been in the system for some time. You know, and some of you just came. And I uh, 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 also, it's like you are, you are reducing and not going for it. You have to go for it. God is expecting you to go for it. Okay, look at verse 22. 
But he says, flee also youthful lust. It is true, it is there. There's youthful lust. But he says, you, flee it. Yes, flee. There, there are things that, because you are young, I mean, the sexual desire, sexual, oh, it's not true. I mean, we have sexual problems as young people. That's the truth. That is the truth. Okay? But what you need to do is to, is to decide that I'm going to suffer. It's a suffering. Yes, I'm going to deny myself from going along. Jesus was 33 and never had sex. 33, he never had sex with her. He was a virgin when he died. John the Baptist was 30 years old. He was a virgin when he died. Yes. Do you think they didn't see any girl moving around? They didn't have friends who were doing all kinds of things? They did. But they decided that our life is for something. We are to fulfill the righteousness of God. And that is more important than sexual desires. So yes, I'm feeling, I feel like doing this, but then I'm putting it aside to the glory of God. I feel like doing whatever and doing whatever and lying and doing it, but I'm putting it aside so that the righteousness of God can be, can be, can be fulfilled in my life. Flee also youthful lust, but follow righteousness. Eh? It says, instead of allowing lust to take, your, take over your life, follow righteousness rather, follow faith, follow love. Then that, that call on, on the have you seen it? In other words, your association. Follow with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Out of a pure heart. And some people like that, it's like, oh, they don't really, it's like they are so, they are wild, they are wild guys, they are so cool, they are whatever. When the, when the message comes, oh, listen to me, I've heard it before. <laughs> very soon. God is watching you. God is giving you many opportunities. But very, very soon, you'll be surprised at what will happen to you. You will be a, what a shock for everybody. Everybody will lightly look on you. You'll be surprised. Change your ways. Change your ways. Okay? So all of us have a calling to become shepherds. All of us, everybody, we are called to serve God. Don't joke with it. Don't say, oh, this message is not for us this year. The yes theme is not for me. Because, oh, me, uh, I don't have a calling uh, from the Lord. No, I was explaining to you on Sunday, everybody is called. Everybody is called. Everybody is called. And I started talking to you again about why you must become a shepherd. You must become a shepherd because the first one I mentioned was that it is a natural stage in growth, in your growth as a child of God. If you are growing as a child of God, okay, it's a natural stage of your development as a Christian, if you remember. Yeah, it's, it's natural. If you are growing, you will become a shepherd. You will start teaching. Yes, it's a sign that you are growing. If you are growing, you'd want to teach somebody, you'd want to help somebody, you'd want to be a blessing to somebody. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12, for when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again. What be the, what, what be, which be the first principles of the oracles of God? And I become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. So he's expecting you to, to have strong meats. Go deeper. The strong meat is the shoe bread. Do you see? It's the shoe bread. Milk is the lava. And the shoe bread. Messages for priests. Message used to make you a priest, like what I'm sharing with you now. It, it seems to be a little somewhere. It's the truth. If you are fooling around, you are reducing your chances of God using you to do anything. You are not preparing yourself for God to use you for his mighty work that he has designed you for. Scriptures like Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 will not come, into, will not come to pass in your life. Eh? You know Ephesians 2.10? For we are his workmanship. We are what? His workmanship. We are his workmanship. He's recreated uh, his, 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 uh, his best high product, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works. You are created unto good works, not unto foolish works, not unto bad works, which ordained before the world that we should walk in them. Living the good life, the Amplified says that. So you will not live the good life because you are not doing the good works you are supposed to do. He's a sport of the good works. Win a soul. Win many souls. Listen, God's estimate for a soul, Jesus' estimate for a soul, is surprising. Jesus said one day, Okay, that how shall a man gain the whole world and lose his soul? Meaning that Jesus compares a soul to the whole world. And he says that the, the soul of a man is higher than the whole world. I mean, put together the prosperity of Ghana, the prosperity of America, the prosperity of Asia, all the prosperity of Africa, all the prosperity of the world. Put everything together. Put everything together and put it on one side. Bill Gates' money, Steve Jobs' money, uh, uh, Donald Trump's money, Warren Buffett's money. All these, put all their money together, everybody together, everything, Trasaco Valley, Trasaco Plus, Trasaco whatever, all put everybody together. 
But it's the gun. Put all of it's the gun together. Put all of Ikoi and uh, Lagos, uh, sorry, uh, 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 Victoria Island. Island. Put all of them together and put all of them on one side. It cannot and put a soul on another side in a, in a weighing balance. A soul weighs more, higher than all of the world put together. That is the estimation of winning. So when you get involved in winning, that's good work. That is a real good work. Matthew 16, 26. For what is a man that if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? So if you are into soul winning, you are, you are too rich. You, are, you have something, you are involved in something very great. It's a good work. And because you are involved in that good work, each, the Lord will bless you. Yes. He says, you shall serve me and I shall bless you. You shall serve me and I shall bless you. Let me show you some, some of these scriptures. You shall serve me and I shall bless you. It's amazing. Wow. Do you like what I'm telling you? So you better start reasoning properly. Okay? Start reasoning properly. Yes. If you reason properly, you'll be surprised at what God will do with your life. <coughs> Look at Job 36, verse 11. Job 36, verse 11. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. I mean, what is better than this? Unless you don't believe in God's word. If they obey, if you obey what God is telling you, and serve him, he says they shall spend their days in prosperity. God says this one is not, I don't like this. You say that's what I like. Hey, there you do some power. And then you say that, oh, he will forgive me. What do you mean by he will forgive you? What do you mean by he will forgive you? Haven't you noticed that you are denying yourself? Haven't you noticed that you are, you are, <laughs> you are bombing a lot of good things out of your life? Lots and lots of good things. Instead of engaging in soul winning, you win a soul, you want to destroy that person's life with your, with your things. Hey! <laughs> Someone comes to church and then it's like, hey, this is, the, this is my new girlfriend. What do you mean by this is your new girlfriend? You're making an effort to sleep with the person. What is, is that why you are in the house of God? You are lying about people, gossiping about people, doing this, doing that. That is not the work of God. That is not the work. You are an enemy. You are a false brother, a false sister. Change your status to become a ruler. That, you need to listen to that message. I recommend it for you. You really need to listen to that message. Become a ruler. A ruler is a shepherd. A shepherd, a real shepherd. A beautiful shepherd. A wonderful shepherd. Serving the Lord. That's why we are here. We are here to serve the Lord, not for any other thing. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. Look at Psalm 102, verse 13. Psalm 102, verse 13. Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion. For the time to favor her, Zion, yea, the set time has come. Who is Zion? We are Zion. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22, lets you know that we are come unto Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and all of that. So we are, we are Mount Zion, we are in Mount Zion, we, have, we are identified with Mount Zion. If you read, um, it says Mount Zion, it says, but you are come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. The heavenly Jerusalem is actually, if you read in Revelation chapter, chapter 20, 21, chapter 21 especially, you will see how the new Jerusalem that comes from above is actually the bride, which is you and I. So Zion is you and I. So when you see scriptures in the Old Testament mentioning Zion, he's talking about Christians. Do you understand? He's talking about a Christian. So he says, the set time to favor Zion is come. Okay, maybe we should read that one in Revelation. Look at Revelation chapter 21. Let's read verse 6. And I saw the heavens opened. Look, look for it for me. And he said, come and let me show you the city. Verse 2. And I, I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Have you seen it? Yes, the New Jerusalem is a bride. Hallelujah. If you go on, you see how uh, um, the, the 12 sons of gates of the New Jerusalem. You see how we are also pillars. If you read in Revelation chapter um, 3, verse 12, I think. Look at Revelation 
3.12. Let me see if, if I'm right. Yes. He that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God. You see, when you overcome, you become a pillar in the temple of my God. And he shall go no more out. And I write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of, of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God. And I write upon him my new name. So we are the New Jerusalem. We are actually growing to become the New Jerusalem. Some people are growing out of the New Jerusalem by their, their, their own hands. They are growing outside of it, and others are growing into it. <laughs> yeah. So go back to some, some uh, 105 where we're reading. Yeah. Psalm 102, verse 13. Psalm 102, verse 13. Now shall rise and have mercy upon her, for the time to favor her, yea, the said time is come. Next verse. Why? Why? Why is it time to favor Zion? For thy servants take pleasure in her stones, not your, her children, your children. For thy servants, your status from only being a child of God to becoming a servant of God. The servant of God is higher than a child of God. I tell you, I tell you, it's way higher, way higher. It cannot be compared. It cannot be compared. Change your status from being a child of God to becoming a servant of God. I'm a servant of God. I'm for his purposes. I'm for his I'm for, I, I exist. I'm an agent of his work here on earth. Yes. For thy servants take pleasure in her stones. In the stones of In the building up of Zion. And favor the dust there. They favor the dust of Zion. They favor the dust of Zion. They take pleasure in her stones. Who are the stones of Zion? The stones of Zion are the people, the children of God. If you read your Bible, you will know that we are all lively stones or living stones. First Peter chapter, I quote it for you on, on, on 31st. First Peter chapter 2, verse 5. It says, We are ye also as living stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. So all of us are stones in Zion. He says that bless these people, the servants of God, because they take pleasure in the stones of Zion. Who are the stones of Zion? The children of God. The sheep of God's pasture. The flock of God's pasture. They take pleasure in the, in the stones of Zion. They favor the dust. The, those who are little, they favor them. They help them become something. Yeah, that's what God is expecting out of your life. Yes, that's what your blessing is. If you are going to engage in something else, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, become a shepherd. Reasons why you, you, can, you, you must become a shepherd. You must be a shepherd. I'm, sure, I'm showing you so many things. I'm sharing, I'm sharing so many things with you along those lines. Okay? I, I told you the last time that when a shepherd rises, sheep gather. Sheep gather. So point number two. Point number two. Point number two or point number two reason why you need to, you must become a shepherd is because God's people are scattered without a shepherd. God's people are what? Scattered without a shepherd. Ezekiel chapter 34. Let's read from verse, verse 1. Ezekiel 34 from verse 1. It's amazing. And the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Son of man. Next verse. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say unto them, That said the Lord God unto the shepherds. Woe be to the shepherds of Israel that do feed themselves. Should not the shepherd, shepherds feed the flocks? They are to feed the flocks. Why? So you can be a Christian who is just feeding yourself. You are only interested in your growth in the Lord. You are only interested in your development, your relationship with the Lord. You are loving the Lord in your corner. He says it's not, it is not enough. Why are you feeding only yourself? You are to feed the flocks of God. He says, I'm angry with you. Woe be to the shepherds of Israel that do feed themselves. So you can't say, me, I'm okay. I'm fine. If you notice that your brother or your sister is not fine, you should know that you are, it is your fault. You should rise up and become a shepherd. Hey! Yes. Go on, be to the shepherds of Israel that do feed themselves. Should not the shepherd feed the flocks? Should not the shepherd feed the flocks? Next verse. Ye eat the fat and he clothe you with the wool. You are fine. You kill them that are fed. Feed not the flock. Hey. Next verse. Verse 4. The disease have you not strengthened? Neither have you healed that which was sick. Neither have you bound up that which was broken. Neither have you brought again that which was driven. Neither have you sought that which was lost, but with force and with cruel. You know, when I went to session, I texted somebody who has a church for almost. I texted and said, How are you doing? What's going on with you? Happy New Year. I'm making to bring her back to the house of God. Yes, because of a wound, 
and did something to her. She got angry and left. So, and she's, she's just moving around, not doing much. So I'm trying to bring her. He says, the ones who were lost, you did not bring back. Those who were broken, you, you, there are others who are broken. Don't just think about yourself and your Christianity. You can be a very, you can be in the house of God for three months. You just came. You just, but there are other, you are better than somebody. You know John 3, 16, somebody does not know anything. You have to start ministering to somebody. You have to. You have to. There are many wounded, many broken, many lost. Do you see? Yes. Look at the next verse. Verse 5. And they were scattered. Why? Because there, there is no shepherd. And they became meat to all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. So, become, you must become a shepherd because many of God's people are scattered without a shepherd. Many of God's people are scattered without, without a shepherd. If you rise up to become a shepherd, you'll be surprised that people will gather. People will gather. You see, I, like I said on Sunday, I have, not, I have not seen any vision in heaven that, oh, you are called, you have a special calling. I, I, I also use the word of God just like any other person. And a prophecy here and there. You believe in the prophecy and you continue with your life. Yes. My small rising up has become something. I have some branch pastors here. Pastor Intudi is sitting here with me, you know, in the studio. He decided to rise up in Winneba. He's not perfect. He has his own problems. So many, don't you have problems? He has so many problems. So many, so many, so many faults. But be, you see, you don't look at your faults. You don't look at your problems. You decide that, hey, let me rise up. Let me become who God wants me to come. Today, more than 200 people are gathered uh, uh, there. Do you, do you have a special calling? Have you seen a special calling from heaven? An angel came down and said, in Todi, go and go and be at Winneba and do this for the Lord. Is that what you saw? No, he's not seeing anything like that. He just decided to rise up and become a shepherd. And people have gathered. Young people have gathered. Missionaries are being sent from his church. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Well, rise up. Just decide that you are going to become something. Because if you don't become something, sheep will scatter. I told you on Sunday. All the weed smokers. All, the, all these people, most of them are born again. Most of them are born again. You'll be surprised. Some of them are born again. Some of them are not. But most of them are born again. Most of them are born again. They are in church. They go to church. But they don't know the Lord. Because there's no shepherd. I mean, don't, you see, I minister to thousands of people. I may not be able to talk to every one of the thousand, one of, every one of those people. It's not going to work. So what I'm doing is just one aspect of the ministry. Do you see? It's just one aspect of the ministry. I'm expecting shepherds to rise from amongst us. Who will sit with the, shep the sheep and feed them practically? Take care of them practically. Visit them practically. Heal their brokenheartedness practically. Help them. Because without that, we are joking. It's not going to work. All the 10,000 people who are coming, extra people who are coming to the church, will not be shepherded. They will pass through the church and go out. Because there's no shepherd. There's no one taking care of them. You must rise. You must rise. So become a shepherd. Tell your neighbor, become a shepherd. You must become a shepherd. Hallelujah. Number, number three. Become a shepherd. I'm sharing with you reasons why you must, you must become a shepherd, isn't it? Number three is that become a shepherd because it is the only way to fulfill the commission. Yes. You know the great commission. Yes. You must become a shepherd because it is the primary way. Let me say primary way, not only way. It is the primary way of fulfilling the great commission. What is the great commission? Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, isn't it? Matthew 28, 18. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Next verse. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Next verse. Verse 20. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Can you put 18 to 20 together for me? Now, a lot of people have thought that this commission, the Great Commission, it's a commission for evangelists or for evangelism. It's more than evangelism. Because all that is said here, has, it has something to do with evangelism. But it has a lot to do with shepherding, building churches, building a place where congregations can be, can be kept, training them and raising them to also win and build others and send others. You see... And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore, and what? Teach all nations. Did he say, Go ye therefore, and win all nations? You see, it's teaching. 
And you can't teach. Just teach them all to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. All the things I've commanded you. Teach them to observe all the things I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you. Always, even unto the end of the day. How can you teach all that the, the Lord has commanded in one meeting, in one night, or in three nights? It's not going to work. Even if you are reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you need a lot of days to be able to read all of them. So the teaching for someone to understand and observe, it says teaching them to observe, not teaching them, just teaching them to observe, teach them so that they will do. Teach them to observe all the things that I'm saying. You can't, it can't be done in one, in, in one preaching. No. What it means is that shepherds must arise. He's talking about shepherds arising to preach and teach and retain people in the hands of God and help them grow. So it is the, it is the primary way of fulfilling the Great Commission. Because a great commission includes congregation, groups. You see, the word nations there is ethnos. It has to do with various groups, a group of teachers, a group of lawyers, a group of doctors, a group of market women, a group of students, a group of, do- a group of uh, pharmacists, a group of all those, a group of fishermen. It's sending you to different groups to minister to different groups and raise people out of Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So become a shepherd. You must become a shepherd. Don't just sit around. If you sit around for too long, you will, not be, you will not be in the house of God. I tell you, you will not be in the house of God. Everybody must be involved. Everybody must be involved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Become a, great, a shepherd because all you need is a desire. That's point number four. Become a shepherd because all you need is a desire. You don't need any hudious thing. <laughs> you don't need any hudious calling, any beyoshious, some wild manifestation. It's just a desire is fine. A desire is fine. According to the word of God, just a desire is fine. First Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. This is a true saying. If a man desires the office of a bishop, he desires the good work. A bishop is a, is a, is a, is a watchman or a shepherd. So a bishop is a senior shepherd. He says, if you are going to be a shepherd, all you need is a desire. This is a true thing. If a man desires the office of a bishop, he desires a good, a good work. Isn't it? Yes. I'm a bishop. Some people don't know how to call me. Call me Bishop Isaac, not Bishop Oti. Bishop Isaac is nicer. Okay? Is it powerful? Yes. You know? So it's, it's, it's desire. It's not, you don't need any... Uh, kind of qualification. A desire. God says a desire is good. Eh? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. All you need is a desire. And good character. Okay? Good character. The rest, if you if you verse 2. A bishop then must be blameless. The husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality. Up to t- He's talking about your behavior, like having a good character. So desire and a good character is good for God. He didn't say you should, have, you should have a certain kind of anointing. You should be able to preach for 100,000 people together. No. He says desire is fine. Desire and good character. Hmm? Yeah. Nothing to do with talent, ability, or anointing. Good character is fine for God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You must become a shepherd. You have to become a shepherd. Become a shepherd because you obtain a good degree through shepherding. You obtain a good degree through shepherding. Hallelujah. A good degree. First Moses chapter 3, verse 13 now. Wow. For they that have used the office of a deacon, a deacon is a shepherd well purchased themselves a good degree and great boldness in the faith which is in Christ Jesus. They purchase for themselves a good degree. A good degree. So there's a degree in the Lord. Just as there's a degree in the world, you know, if you go to university and you get a degree, a first degree, eh, you know that you are propped up for life in a certain way. This is not so true, but I mean, generally speaking, <laughs> generally speaking, it is true. Is it true? Yeah. I mean, someone who goes to university realizes that the person's thinking is different, the person's way of doing things. The person may be se- selling rice by the roadside, but the way he will sell the rice, you realize that there's some touch of excellence on the rice. 
You see, getting a degree, naturally speaking, gives you a certain kind of opportunity in life, a certain kind of exposure in life. He said that becoming a shepherd also purchases for you a degree. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you imagine? A spiritual degree that will secure your, 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 your future in heaven. Yes, I'm going to talk about the rewards of a shepherd, the, re- the rewards and blessings of a shepherd. You know, and I'm going to go into this thing into details. The rewards and blessings of a shepherd. You see, yeah, there are rewards for you. Who are you presenting? You must present somebody. You get a good degree by presenting somebody. So, brothers and sisters, let's rise up. This same month, rise up. Decide that I'm going to I'm going to become active in myself. I'm going to become active in the place where I'm supposed to be. Yes, I'm going to gather two, three, four, five, six for the Lord. I'm going to teach them the word of God. I'm going to bring them to the house of God. I'm going to expose them to the word of God that I'm hearing. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to help them. I'm going to fast for them. I'm going to encourage them. I'm going to feed them with the word of God. I'm going to visit them. Decide that you're going to do that. I want to see everybody in Love Economy Church rise and become a shepherd as God has designed for us to become. I pray for you that the wisdom of God will rest upon, upon your tabernacle and that you will act in wisdom and not act in foolishness. I pray that your, the Holy Spirit will guide your steps and help you become consistent with him in your study life and in your shepherding life. I pray that the Holy Spirit will turn you into a mighty shepherd, into a glorious shepherd, into a great shepherd in the name of the Lord Jesus. And that through you, hundreds shall gather, thousands shall gather to the glory of God because you have risen up as a mighty shepherd, even in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you so much. I love you very much. I'll see you again very, very soon. Enjoy the rest of the service. God bless you. Bye-bye. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastoti podcast. Simply search for Pastoti on any podcast app. Plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless you.